This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and debate on every Premier League match weekend and the Champions League as well midweek. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and coming up on today's episode, all the twists and turns in a thrilling but controversial Merseyside derby, Tottenham's second half collapse against West Ham, Chelsea's continuing to have issues at the back after conceding three against the Saints, Man United responding well after that 6-1 defeat to Spurs, teacher getting the better of pupil in Man City's 1-0 win over Arsenal, and we assess who the contenders and pretenders are for the title race. That's what we've coming up on today's episode. If you and your grandma don't speak the same language, it can be hard to express your love for her. McDonald's can help. To celebrate the launch of the new Grandma McFlurry, McDonald's is inviting fans to visit sweetconnections.ai, where you can record a video message for grandma that's translated into her native language. The tech will clone your voice, reanimate your face, and translate your words so that you look like you're speaking another language. Check out sweetconnections.ai, then get a Grandma McFlurry at McDonald's. Available for a limited time at participating McDonald's. Select languages available. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Oh, Robbie O, it's been a long weekend, mate. It's been a long yeah, weekend. What a weekend. Uh, mm. Oh, blimey. The, the Saturday games, the matchups, the oh. incidents, the drama. The bad decisions, the good stuff, it's just a lot to get through. Everton mm-hmm. 2, Liverpool 2, much yeah. anticipated derby, Rob, given yeah. the way that Everton have been playing with their manager and their new players. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know what the big talking point is, Rob, the, the VAR controversies. Yeah, um, I'm going to jump straight to it. Um, I'll get your take first. I don't know whether most listeners have heard my take on it. Um, but the red card for Jordan Pickford that wasn't yeah. given... The yeah. very serious injury it now seems to Virgil van Dijk, who will undergo surgery on the ligament damage. And, and several yeah. reports have said that it's the ACL, um, yeah. which will probably keep him out mm. anywhere between seven and nine months. Yeah. Um, can you give any out to David Coop, who was the VAR, yeah. or I think it was Michael Oliver who was the main referee, <laughs> of not giving... Um, the red card to Jordan Pickford for that challenge. Talk us through it in, in terms of your eyes, Rob, and what you saw. No, I, I can't, Rob. Um, I think David Cook doesn't take all the blame. I think Michael Oliver, and, and I've read a couple of things that have said, I, I believe there was nearly three to four minutes between the incident happening and Virgil van Dijk limping off. 
why in that time can Michael Oliver not go, hmm, let me, let me go and have a look at this? Why is that communication mm. not able to say, you know, I'm going to have a look at this while I've got time, while he's being treated, while things are going on in <laughs> the game, and, and take a second look? Now, that's on the basis, Rob, that Virgil van Dijk is ruled offside. I believe then that stops the play, and VAR supposedly uh, uh, stopped the play there. They can't then check what's going on. But then we see... The, the 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 record offence by Richarlison was after a whistle was blown when there was a foul in the middle of the field to Comani or something, and, and he does a, the tackle on Chogo. So that actually blows mm. that out of the water. In terms of looking at the incident, Rob, any way you look at that incident, it is a red card offence. Now, supposedly, and this is where I think that the PGMOL don't do themselves a disservice, it was deemed that having looked at the situation and that he was attempting to play the ball it wasn't seen as a red card offense so hence we played on in the situation we are which mm. absolutely cannot be right mm. and I, I i read and i would love to take praise for the analogy was it's like being parked putting your, your car on a meter and you're 30 seconds out from the meter and you get a ticket it's in, we're talking about inches of whether people are onside or offside in both the Liverpool situations. Yet somebody can be smashing your car, breaking the window, stealing out the thing. And, and you know what the, um, the parking attendant's saying? No, it's nothing to do with me. I'm only here for the ticket. I mean, it's like, how can somebody's knee be in a situation where he's going to lose 12 months virtually of top-class football? Yet VAR, which is brought in to help the game, does nothing about it then it's not doing its job. Yeah, I think back on your first point there, Michael Oliver, he is relying on David Coote. And I'll get your point. He is yeah. relying on David Coote to say, wow, yeah. that looked pretty nasty, Michael. Go and check it out. But yeah. you're right in what you say, Rob. If he's not sure, and we, and we got this firsthand from a meeting yeah. at Stocky Park at the beginning yeah. of last season when it first came in, that the referee can also say, Correct. Um, David, are mm. we sure? He can ask. Correct. He can, he can ask, ask the other way. Yeah. To go over himself. So, but I, I, so that is something. But I still, it's still on David Koo. And let me just try and do it as quick as I can. VAR checked that incident for a penalty. Was it a penalty when the goalkeeper came out? Um, okay, so they go back then to look at the off- leading up to that, offside. Yeah, so that's the off-side. Because, offside, because it's not a penalty if he's offside. They check yeah. it. Is tight. He's offside, yeah. uh-huh. and that's when they wanted to. They wanted to kind of like, oh, it's not a penalty because he's offside, and didn't look at the incident again to say, well, actually, just one more look at that because we know now this is for, and we got it from the PGML that you can be given off, uh, sent off from serious foul play, even in that situation if the ball has gone, the whistle has blown, or anything. So they could have done it, and they just didn't. And this is where I blame David Coote. Didn't look who actually refereed the last game today on Monday. It didn't look at it as a serious foul play incident. That's yeah. the big failure in that game. But, but I, I read and heard that they said they did look at it and that it wasn't deemed as a serious foul play. Okay. Yeah. Whether, whether he didn't look at it and, and, and just wanted to move on or, it, yeah, maybe looked and says... Reports are looking at it and said, yeah, yeah which also yeah. then tells me what, what I mean. <laughs> the, the outcome of this is that yeah. Liverpool lose their linchpin defender... And all of a sudden, we're talking about a different season for Liverpool, Rob. Starting with Champions League, starting with all the other things. I mean, 
we know it. And I just wanted to, to I thought it might be a chance for us to maybe give a little bit of thought to what it's like to have. I mean, I don't know, during your career, I had one what I would call serious long-term injury. Just what Virgil van Dijk's going to go through now, Not it's a huge loss to the football club. But for the individual, you know, an ATL generally, they'll wait a week or two maybe to, if swelling's there or to go down before they do the operation. They'll do the mm. operation in the next 14 days, you would think. The operation's done, he has to go through his rehab. He goes back into the football club. You're sitting there watching your mates train. You get frustrated. Your healing doesn't go quite as well as you think or as, as sometimes as well, as well as you hope. You get frustrated. You get snappy at home. Eventually, you start getting back. You might get back to running and jogging in six months' time. All of a sudden, Rob, you have a little hamstring pull because your body's not been used to the tensions. So you have to sit out for two weeks because your hamstring's a bit tight. And those are the kind of things that, as a professional footballer, unfortunately, fans don't see the day-to-day of what that injury is. They see him, they'll see him, you know, limping, he'll have a, a, a frame or a plaster on his leg, uh, and then he'll be, you know, a few months down the line, hopefully starting to start his rehabilitation. But the day-to-day of what's coming, the, the mental... Yeah, it's the, the rehab. Drain, oh. rehab, knowing that you've got six six months you know, if things go well before you're, you're back to feeling like your best. And, and then, I mean, the other thing, Rob, and, and, I, and I hate to say this, and, and, and modern technology and surgery has moved on so far from, you know, in our day, it was, re- it was a really bad injury that could be career-threatening. But yeah. we've seen one or two players, and I, and I don't know exactly if Kurt Zuma had the same injury, but fell on his knee one in a Chelsea game and was in. I don't think Kurt Zuma's ever been the same player since he had that injury. Mm. And you, Yeah, uh, yeah. As great as Van Dyke's been, I mean, there's a there's a small percent, there's a small yeah. percent that he's not quite the athlete that he was because of the, the surgery. Yeah, just before we get on and talk about the consequences to Liverpool's back line and, and title defence, yeah. yeah, just a word on Jordan Pickford. Mm. Now, when things like this happen, that there yeah. there is obviously a, a big emotional response from everybody yeah. around the game that covers the game, yeah. and I heard it again. He gets off scot-free. Now, I know the rules and the, and the protocol, I get, I'm not expecting any um, retrospective action. No, there was talk that they might be able to look at it, but that's not going to, you yeah. can't second referee that, that situation. Yeah. Just a quick, I mean, I don't agree with this, but there, there is yeah. a little bit of comment out there, Rob, about should a player that imparts such an injury on another footballer somehow have to, have to, have to, take on a bigger punishment i mean there's talk about you yeah. know you shouldn't be able to play until he can play yeah i heard that i'm, not, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not i get where it comes from but yeah. I, I don't think that's a, a smart no. way of does it i mean how and i get I, I got a text from my buddy scott who's a liverpool fan yeah who was distraught for for, yeah. for a whole night about mm-hmm. what had happened and yeah. just the feeling of of injustice that that yeah. awful challenge goes unpunished the game would have changed if it's down to 10 men they probably go on and win the game, losing the the, the best player, best defensive player in Europe, yeah. and some you know people will say central defender for for yeah. for a very long time. There's nothing else can be done, Rob. Is there? It's, so, no. it's just uh, I tell you what 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 it does do though, Rob. And to be fair, Jordan Pickford came up with a couple of brilliant saves during the game. The the one yeah. from the Matip header was was a fantastic reflex. But also, you just know the 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 brash kind of mismanagement of situations, running out bad decisions, making the foul. I, I, I don't like, I understand the sentiment where people are talking about, you know, should something happen? Should he be out for, for a period of time or be banned or whatever? 
But I can't. I, I don't ever think the the outcome of a challenge should not yeah. decide whether you get banned or not. Because sometimes it's accident. You know, legs yeah. broken accidentally. Well, what's that mean? You six, you're six weeks out. Yeah. I mean, this was just a really poor challenge. The more you see it, the worse it gets. Yeah. The more you're thinking this 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 looks serious. Mm. Where I think it hurts and will hurt Jordan Pickford is after the game. Again, we're talking about Jordan Pickford at Everton Football Club. Yeah. That's not what Carlo Angelotti wants. That's why he bought in Robin Olsen as a number two. That's why in time, if he keeps making those mistakes, Rob, if he keeps making those kind of things, we will see a change at Everton Football Club. Mm-hmm. Just on Everton, Rob, um, before we get into Liverpool's kind of yeah. potential yeah. title uh, defence, did they get a... No, that's not the right way of saying it in terms of getting found out. Given the higher intensity, given that yeah. Liverpool press... yeah. Did you expect Everton's midfield to, to, to find a way through that a little bit easier, a little bit better? Were, were they, was this kind of a new level where, wow, yeah. that's kind of hard to play against that? Yeah, that I, I thought it was Liverpool showing that, mm. that gear that they've got, that extra bit that they've got. That they showed again, that against Arsenal, I think they showed against Chelsea, that they showed they can go to. But at the moment, Everton are at, that's where Everton are trying to get. That's that sixth to first position. Yeah. And I actually thought Everton did okay yeah. in staying in the game and getting the, getting the things and, and competing at a level. But there's another gear for Liverpool when when when, when they're on top. And, and that's the bit that Everton have got to get to. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed, listen, the, the injuries are a horrible thing. And it, and it not only hinders Liverpool, but as, as observers of the game, objective, you know, you want to see the Van Dyke's there. But it, it had a bit of everything, didn't it? It had the challenges, it was the fouls, it was the goals, it was great goalkeeping, it was terrible goalkeeping. It, it has all, all, all the ingredients. But unfortunately, and, you, and you've said it, the consequences for Liverpool, hmm. well, we'll find out, Rob. We'll, we'll find out a little bit about Liverpool as well now, hmm. that, back, that back four. I mean, my sense is, can they get to Christmas? Can they get to the January window and take yeah. a Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's going to be it, you know, and... Uh... How much of a blow is it? They still conceded two goals in this game. You know, there's talk about, you know, what... what I, I just still look at Liverpool's backline as not being the same. And now they have this, yeah. this situation happen mm-hmm. uh, in terms who of the title. Think, kind who, of, who are you thinking more? And, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk at the end about the, the, yeah. the of teams. But who are you thinking more? Does Fabinho become a key possible centre-back with a partner? For, for me, Gomez and Matip at the moment, I don't feel as comfortable with. But that's probably going to be how, how he approaches it, Rob, to start with. I mean, they're two centre-backs, two natural centre-backs mm. that have done well for the yeah. most part, almost always with Van Dijk. The two of them yeah. will have to find an understanding, uh, development together. Fabinho is there if it's not quite going right. Or, or yeah. I think it was Matip and Joe Gomez, particularly Matip, that he gets a lot of injuries so yeah, if yeah. he's out for a little while, then it will be Fabinho. Um, I, I I just think, given this manager, given that midfield powerhouse in terms of protecting mm-hmm. the back four, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as as dramatic drop off in results yeah. and defensive performances as maybe a lot of people think. But you're right. Let's get. We're going to go through some odds at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and figure out who is the favourites for now for the for the mm-hmm. title, whether it's Liverpool or whether it's Man City or somebody else. We have those odds later on, and, and we'll go through maybe in more detail uh, how we think this affects the title race. Um, yeah. 
and who's going to be favourite from now on in. But yeah, re- really disappointing news for Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, pretty good game, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, great game. Uh, unfortunate news. And we wish him well. We wish him a speedy recovery. And hopefully, there's some fingers crossed. Yeah. Last few games of the season, we could see him. That would be brilliant for Liverpool and for Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. I can't let you off this one, mate. We're going to talk oh, no. Tottenham. We're going to talk West Ham United. We're going to talk Robbie Musto talking about top Tottenham as title contenders. Ah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> only vaguely. Only vaguely. Oh, we've got to vague now. We've got well, it wasn't mine. It was it was um it was Harry Redknapp's first shout about yeah, mm-hmm. go, they could win a title. And I thought, wow. Top top team they are. Top top team is Harry Yeah, top top team, he said, yeah. And I thought it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be amazingly surprising to me to see them going for it if Gareth Bale gets yeah. in and, and looks strong yeah. and he's injured, he's not injured so much and he, yeah. he can get to 80% of what he was before or, or his mm. very best 80, 90%. Um, then when you look at that front line and why they played in the first 15, 20 minutes, Rob was flipping yeah. stunning. Yeah. I thought yeah. absolutely stunning. I said it at halftime on the show. Wow. Yeah. I am seen Spurs play as well as that with the ball, creative end production. That, Harry that Kane was, was the best. Punch, was that was the top. Punch yeah. Or there. That was when Poch had them, you know, nailed on and they were looking like they could go and win a title under Pochettino before Leicester won it. But, Robbie Musto... Yeah, what happened? Something goes wrong. Well, now, go on, then I, you tell me. Second, I thought the second half of the game, and certainly the, the last 15 minutes, is why, at the moment, you cannot trust Tottenham. And it's you've never said that at Jose Mourinho's ta- teams. And in converse, I thought West Ham United showed a spirit and a drive yeah. and, a, and yeah. an eagerness to stay in the game that yeah. was refreshing and also is a reward for, for David Moyes and the work that he's done at the football club. Right there. You know what? West Ham United's that that was that there's that performance is not in a Mamma Pellegrini West Ham. Three nil down. Yeah. They're yeah. down That's in not a West Ham performance, is it? West Ham are usually done by then. Yeah. And this goes back to David Moyes, Rob, and uh I always thought that it was the it was the right guy yeah, at a difficult time for the football yeah, was, club. Yeah, and you weren't so sure. You I wasn't sure, sure whether it was the right guy. Honest, it wasn't so sure. I just think yeah. he's a fighter, and he's made some yeah. he's made some signings that that help yeah. in terms of what he wants to do, and uh, very very impressive. And West Ham's comeback. Mikel Antonio does what he does. We know Jared Bowen um, has got quality on the right hand side. Yeah. Lanzini comes in for his yeah. first Premier League minutes of the season, and and, mm-hmm. and it goes into the top corner. Yeah, full, mark, full marks on West Ham United and what they did, even from, from 3-0 down, they still... Yeah, they weren't out the game. Kind of play. No, absolutely weren't out the game. But mm. we have to talk about, Rob, the, the part... What, we've said for the last six months of Jose taking the team, the defence will get sorted out. Don't worry about that. It, it's, it's the other end of the pitch. It's almost going in reverse. They look such a threat now, you know, Harry Kane coming deeper, runners going in from deeper, Bale comes on, you took, think about what's going forward. But Rob, there is no sense of defensive stability resistance. Set pieces, Rob, every time the ball goes in the box, I think they might concede. It looked like they might concede. Yeah. Their, yeah. their defensive organisation is, is nowhere near what a top two or three club is, is, is going to have. And, and, and you're right. And I asked Tim Howard, um, was it? I think it was on air when we had this conversation. And he's saying, oh, Jose, he'll, he'll figure it out. He'll, he'll, yeah, find, yeah. he'll figure out the defensive. Mm. And I said to him, yeah, 
we've been saying that for the last flipping six months or yeah. more than that, that the first thing he'll do is he'll get defensive structure and then the rest of it will come afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just haven't seen it. Davison Sanchez, Rob, was a player that when he first came to the club, yeah. with that pace, the youthful uh, excitement for him to defend, I, I, I am not sure that he's a Spurs-level centre-back. He yeah. makes me nervous. He must make his teammates nervous. He, yeah. he kind of is a tired lean into the header that goes into the back yeah. of his own net. Jan Vertonghen, of course, left the football club. Alderweireld is at a very experienced player that's a little older now. Yeah, needs a right. Odom, this, this new kid they brought in, Rob. Maybe he can. Maybe he can help in, this, in the defensive areas, the centre back. Because I like Sergio Regalon. I think he makes yeah. him better at left back. Yeah, brilliant yeah. ball in for Kane's header yeah, for the third goal. Um, Doherty is there Sir Jorio is there the centre-back situation might be the issue here for this team and really kicking on but, to making the ultimate title challenge I, I, I just I don't know without that, that issue bigger, Robert. I, I remember and, and, and I'll, I'll again um, excuse me if, it, if it's repeating old, old podcast but I remember going to watch Chelsea in the early Mourinho days John Terry and Carvalho as two centre-backs. I saw them in games. I kid you not. I saw them in big games. They played Arsenal once at, at Stamford Bridge. They were almost giving Arsenal the ball and laughing. I'm saying, come on, try again. Try and break us down. The ball would come mm. in. John Terry put his head up. Carvalho would get a block. And William Gallas would be there. And it was Ashley Cole or Wayne Bridge. I mean, it was a back four that were almost, you're not going to penetrate us. And, and, and all the talk was what Josie did on the training ground, how he worked them, how they, they, they got themselves shaped. What, what? That can't be happening. Or these players can't be understanding. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, they're not good enough to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, and, and wouldn't it be a shame? Wouldn't it be a shame after we watched this game? And I did a, I did a, a tactical breakdown, which should be on YouTube, um, should be on today. About yeah. how Spurs played, Rob, and this 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 really nice movement of Kane coming deep, yeah, and the yeah. wide players of Bergwijn and Son that normally wide came real. It's real narrow, and it's really good. It allows space for, for the fullbacks to get yeah. forward as well. I just wonder if if Jose at some point is going to say, "Okay, listen, let's let's rewind this. We can't be yeah. we can't be on the front foot." I'm sorry, coming son, you got to come back. I'm sorry, Bergwijn or Bale or whoever it is, you got to come back and help. I'm sorry, Ndombele, who by the way. Is is sneakily, an example, and we don't like to say it when it happens, Rob. To be fair, when Mourinho, when Mourinho does the tough love and the public humiliation, right? Yeah. Which he's done to Rashford and and uh, Luke Shaw, and we saw it with Ndombele. Yeah, and Dele Alli. It mm. sometimes does work, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it does work. Yeah, and Ndombele, you know, I, I think he came off later in the match, but in general, yeah, he's starting to, to be better. He's in a nice role playing in a number yeah. ten. Um, I just wonder if, if Jose goes back at some point and says, listen, let's block it up. Let's mm. just block it up. Or whether he just says, you know what, this team at the moment, it is what it is. We'll yeah. have a little bit of a go and I'll try mm. and try my best to try and make defensive uh, improvements. But yeah. it, it just might hinder them in doing something really special this season. Yeah. I don't want to give too, too much Jose love, though, because I, I'm going to go to my underappreciated performance of the week in this game. And, and just before we move on... Mm. And I've got to give it to David Moyes. Oh, Again, underappreciated by you. By you, The one thing I'll say is, I'll hold my hands up, Robbie Muscle, when I'm wrong. And the scenes at the end, the, 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 uh-huh. the David Moyes running on the pitch, hop, skip, jumping, punching the air. Amazing. Was magnificent. And yeah. 
Declan Rice said it, it was a special victory. It was a special way to... Sorry, sorry it even feels like it. It's a special draw. It's a special yeah. way to get the point. And I've, and I've said before, and on record, that there's a spirit coming back to West Ham that's important, that David Moyes is building, that he's getting the right kind of people around him and, and in his football club. And, you know, the buys, uh, Soufal and, and Suchak look like they're, you know, good additions, solid additions to, to the group. And, you know, there was all the talk before the game that, you know, David Moyes is better when he sits at home on his sofa and that's when they get <laughs> his ball fit. And, and fair play to him today, because at 3-0 yeah. down, you know, it's... Social media was again, you know, send Moisey home and something might come. Well, I'll tell you what, made a really big call and I heard him talking about after game where he said at half time would have been easy to say, right, off you come, change, change. So we were in the game and I believed in the group and I left it as it was. Yeah. And it was strong, a big decision to do that. And in the end, he gets his reward. The Lanzini goal is something special that, that, that gets him the point. And fair play to David Moyes. And, um, you know, he's had to take a bit of stick off me at, at times. But it looks like he's just starting to get this thing rolling. Does does a result like this, Rob? Um, mm-hmm. We have seen moments like this that that changes perception, changes yeah. Yeah. opinion of those West Ham fans mm. yeah. that, that want it done in a certain way that aren't mm. enamoured by David Moyes managing yeah. their team, yeah. this West Ham team. Yeah. I feel like that is a strong statement of listen, I've got this. And I, and I hope that the West Ham fans now embrace this guy when they come back into the stadiums, which you're all dying to yeah. see again. Do you think, Rob, just finally, before well, we move on... Well, for me, and, and uh, uh, this is a problem that David Moyes has, he's, he's three straight games away from, oh, David yeah. Moyes is not the guy again. Unfortunately, yeah. that's who he is. He's always going to have to fight that. He's always going to have to stay on top of results and every now and then maybe have one of these ma- magical wins or draws to kind of uh, appease the fans. But mm. listen, I think David Moyes... Appreciates it, understands it, knows it, knows exactly who he is and what he's doing. And yeah. fair play to him. Um, great result for West Ham. Great tonic, and uh, well done, David Moyes. Treat Dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June sixteenth, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love, up to sixty percent off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama. Cole Hahn, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's move on to um, Chelsea Football Club, Robbie Musto, because, um, again, similar stories about defending, questions about Frank's approach, questions about, are Chelsea, have Chelsea learned anything from last season? Are they, are they any better in doing the things we talked about from last season? 54 goals they conceded last season. Looks like they're going to be a similar team again. Nine goals conceded in five. Yeah, that's almost that's almost. I mean, that's early. That's almost well, two. Yeah. 
two goals against in every game. Yeah. So the answer to that, they haven't learned anything at the moment. Now, where you have to be, a, we have to give them a little bit of leeway is that there is a lot of new players that are trying to integrate into the side. And I'm not sure how long it was, but we did see, you know, the front four that I'm sure that the Chelsea fans are wanting to see. We had Timo Werner playing up front. Yeah. Uh, Christian Pulisic played on the yeah. left-hand side, Kai Havertz. And yeah. Hakim Ziyech came Ziyech on, on the side, right yeah. side for, yeah. for Mason Mount. Yeah. Or the other way around. I think Pulisic actually started on the right, but then moved to the left. Anyway, that was the four that they won. And Gole Kanti Robbio, that plays alongside Jorginho. So it's a 4-2-3-1, which yeah. I, I yeah. like the yeah. consistency that Frank's showing with that. Mm-hmm. And Gole Kanté is the only defensive-minded player of yeah. the front six to help defensively is N'Golo Kante. I don't know whether that's enough. And I don't know whether the central, so that's one issue. And in between Kurt Zuma, Andreas Christensen, Thiago Silva, is there a good enough centre-back combination? No. No. There isn't. So, so what's got to change? Has he got to take out million million dollars to spend. You, 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 soldiers. You you just asked you just made the question in in a debate. You said Angolo Conte is the only one at Bursley. I would argue Aspilicueta and and Angolo Conte are the only real defenders in that whole team. Pre- real defenders, defenders who put their body yeah. on the line, defenders who will block, defenders who will get their body in the way and want to win the ball back. The others, yeah. Christensen wants to be a footballer. Kurt Zuma Chil- can't Chil- Chil- going forward. If Chil- you stand Chil- enough, if you stand long enough around Kurt Zuma, he's going to give you a chance in a game. Benchoa wants to back there forward. He's a, good, he's a good player, but he wants to get on, on the front foot and be in the attacking third. And the rest of the team doesn't have that responsibility. The flaws in the defensive of, of, of Chelsea Football Club are going to hinder them. And at this point, Robert and, and, and Frank's like, you know, starting to be 18 months into the job. You'd have to say, at the moment, Frank's teams can't defend. Do you think, Rob, right, so solutions, right? Yeah. Maybe it should have spent more of this $300 million on defender or a top class centre back. Yeah, yeah. Do you? I mean, what my my solution to it will be on the training ground. You've yeah. got to make the likes of Ziek or Pulisic or Havertz, other guys, be more accountable for when Chelsea Football Club don't have the don't have the ball. We've been in the yeah. studio yeah. before, and I've said I look. I've yeah. I pointed to the tactical screen and said, "Look, yeah. Chelsea are defending here, and yeah. there's one, two, so three, high, four yeah. so They're out of the game. They're the wrong side of the ball." I don't see a compact Chelsea, Rob. And, 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 yeah, but, and but that's a team thing, Rob, isn't it? I know you, sometimes I mean. you talk I'm about the wide particularly because they like to stay high and almost contest, like, if you go forward, I'm going to stay, then we're going to hurt you. But at the moment, they're not good enough to do that. But it becomes a team thing. I don't yeah. think the team are defensive mind enough when they don't have right. the ball. I think they only really come to life when they've got possession. Yes. Well, that's what I make the same point. That's what I'm saying. When, it's, when, when the yeah. opponent's got the ball... Yeah, these artists have got to say, okay, right, mm. what are we going to do? Uh, yeah. And show yeah. more willingness to do both sides Correct. of the game, and, th- and then they'll be harder to break down. I just watched it today with uh, Wolves. Absolutely happy yeah. to yeah. find the ball. Let mm. Leeds United have it and play. Yeah. We're going to sit back in here, and then we're going to so we're going to defend as a team, and we're going to counter attack as a Chelsea team. Chelsea well. got way more going forward than Wolves have going forward with that pace and the ability and te- technique. They they can really they could put teams. But they haven't back. got the desire to want to get yeah. back and defend when when it needs to they, be. They've got to look at some Liverpool tapes when Liverpool are good. They've got to look at those kind of tapes and see that good teams still put the work in, still defend from the front, still make yeah. it difficult through midfield. Um, yeah. But you know something, Frank's going to have to get his head around. And it, just one you know, one last comment, Rob. Just one yeah. one other way of of 
finding a solution. And this goes back to Chelsea under Frank from day one. When they're in the lead, they're neither yeah, one. They're yeah. neither very. They're very def- defensively compact and strong. We just talked yeah. about. Or the other side of it, which you might say that a a really good team, a, a, a City or a, a Liverpool, keep it then. If you you one yeah. or two goals up, we'll keep it then. Make yeah. it the to get on yeah. the ball, to find yeah. a pass, to move the ball yeah. quickly, to pass on the space and the time, and, and, and frustrate opponents. They're doing good. not doing that. Or the defensive side yeah. of it being more of a, of a lower, you know, defensive unit. So that last year, a couple of times, weren't they, at home, they were 2-0 up off, that might have been Southampton, was it, or one, a couple of the games there, they were 2-0 up. And all of a sudden, they, it's almost like they don't quite know what to do, having got 2-0 up. Do we yeah. push for the third? Uh, yeah. Maybe not. Or do we do we sit back? And they, they kind of do neither. Yeah. I, I just wonder if these are all Antonio Rudiger. Is there, is there, is there, is there, I said before, if he hangs around long enough, the the, the the rotation might come that sooner or later he might have, a, have another another role to play. Now, he had a little yeah. bit of a bad time towards the end of last season and maybe didn't start this team well, but I think yeah. there's a defender in there, Rob. I think there's I a decent defender in there. And didn't he say it from day one, Rob, when he just took over that the, the Rudiger's a, he's, the, he's the main kind yeah. of leader in there? Yeah, he's, he's, personality, didn't he? he's a real personality for something, him. Something must have happened between the two of them mm-hmm. because they've really fallen out and he's... He, yeah. I mean, he didn't leave, but it, but they were trying to get rid of him in this yes. window. I'd love to see Antonio Rudiger given another chance. Me too. I'll be alongside Thiago Silva. You know, I'm a big fan of Reese James and, and Ben Chilwell. Yeah. Try and maybe have to reorganise midfield somehow to be more defensive-minded. Just one more thing off. Does he have yeah. to stick with something at some point? Even if it, it's not, you know, as the odd result. Okay, this is my back four. Does he have to kind of say the moment one's in, one's out? Zuma's yeah. in, Christensen's out. Christensen's in, he's out. Aspilicueta's yeah. right back, Rita's right back. Yeah. And I know listen, games are coming up, but isn't there some stability at some point? Like, don't I learn to have a relationship with my back four? Yeah, yeah, that's the personnel. I mean, I, I do like the way the last three or four games he's, he's stuck with the same system, yeah. 4 2 3 1, which really helps Kai mm-hmm. Havertz. But if they can't defend as a team when they really need to, then. They'd have to look to change it again. That's a problem, yeah. Absolutely the problem. Manchester United were one goal down after a minute or so on the clock. Ended up winning 4-1. Um, a couple of really good goals to, to, to win it. Where are we with Ollie this week, Robbie Musto? The Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer show. Oh, crikey. Um, good, good, good win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. good reaction. Yeah. Um, interesting game from Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. Uh, misses the penalty, but then snaps the ball into the top mm-hmm. corner later on. Yeah. Opens up a little bit. Rashford, I thought, mm-hmm. needed a goal, Rob, playing as a centre-forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's kind of an interesting team decision, Rob, with you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of pressure on United in this game to go to Newcastle and win it. We know they've got yeah. PSG, I think, isn't it? It's a PSG. Yeah. Tuesday. 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 Tomorrow night, yeah. Um, Big game. To play Juan Mata and Dan James in this game. Yeah. And Tomine and Fred. Tomine and Fred behind Bruno. Ogba's left out. Yeah. Um, Donny van der Beek didn't start this game. Given well, is he, is he starting tomorrow night then? Well, if yeah. not, if, if he doesn't start in the league game against Newcastle and he doesn't start in the Champions League, yeah. he's not yeah. he's not in your first 11, is he? Well, he ain't ready then. It must be something he looked in training where he's just not ready, mm. which would be surprising. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think Manchester United should be buying ready-made, right? Ready-to-go players. But uh, listen, yeah, that, that, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, you were right. Um, I thought... I actually thought Bruno Fernandes and Juan Mata were playing on a different level at times. Yeah, good. He yeah. loves to play with smart, intelligent footballers. Yeah, 
and, and they trusted each other and they played the ball and they created things. And, and I mean, I thought they were the difference in, in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were as well. I mean, so, some nice, nice football. I mean, poor Pogba. I don't think it's the time to jump to conclusions about why he wasn't playing. Yeah. Maybe he needs yeah. a rest. Maybe PSG mm. is a big game for him that he wants to, to be to feel yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I think, crikey, I, I've said this so much about United. Are we again, and I'll ask you the question, are we again this season, Rob? I think there's two two losses, two wins, yeah. and a draw yeah. for United. Yeah. It could be the same story of you're going to see good United and bad United, and, and we, each week you don't really yeah. know which one you're going to get. Good. Well, some of the good United is going to come through. I mean, the, the football for the third goal was, was really good football. The Bruno goal where he's run, they played it through, he's run yeah. on the outside, he's played it. So it's lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, and we're going to see individuals have good days when they'll win. What I don't th- see is a consistency of, of, of rigour, of hard work, of nil-nils, of, of etching a one-nil out and saying those are good results as well. That That's going to be the challenge for Man United. And I think we are where we are, Rob. I think in, in, by Christmas we'll be saying a similar thing. Dif- difficult run uh, coming up. They, they go PSG, yeah. Chelsea next weekend. So another, another good test against a really attacking side or test of defence. Harry Maguire, I believe, isn't going to play tomorrow. I heard that he, he's not fit to play in the PSG game, which is obviously oh. a to him. He did play well, didn't he? A bit of credit to him, Rob, for, for the yeah. weekend because he was up. He was up against it, you know, public, social media. People were talking about possibly does he need to be taken out of the firing line? We know he's got his off-field incidents at the moment, but big head, a big performance by the captain. He, you know, he was mm. close to be my underappreciated this week. I'm a Maguire, mm. in fairness. I thought, you know what, fair play to you mm. because. Uh, mm. It might have been a few ducked out, like, oh, my hamstring's a bit tight. I'm not quite ready for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. He got his goal. I thought he, he, he was brave. He got on the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. He passed the ball well, which is one of his good assets. Yeah. Um, so, fair play to him. Another, just before we move on, Rob, we're probably going to see Edison Cavani soon. And yeah. a lot was made about United's window. Mm-hmm. And I think we both agree that it was really disappointing yeah, uh, if you're if well, from the United point of view and trying to improve this squad and taking yeah. it to another level, no question, the manager getting United to third last season in Champions League yeah. football was was really good, given you know Liverpool's abilities and Man City's and the expectation that new signings were going to come in to make them even better. Yeah. Um, that being said, Edison Cavani, you aren't getting him at his best. I still, I just watched him training, Robert. There was some yeah. footage of him joining training. I still kind of think that he could be really interesting because he's a, he's a, he's a wiry. Yeah. You know, he's not a big Falcao. He's more like a, yeah. a frame of a, he's a, he's kind of a, he's, 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 he's athletic. He's fast. Yeah, he's, he's, an, he's a taller body, isn't he? He's a taller version yeah. of body type. Yeah. I, I, he could be useful and interesting United. I mean, I, if, I don't if know. They, you know. If they create enough chances and work things around the 18 yard box, but yeah. that's where sometimes, Rob, we've, we've, we've questioned, have Man United got that, that kind of routine, that, that rhythm, that training that we see from other those, teams? Those, How are they going to create those chances for him? Mm, that could mm. be the issue. Mm. Yeah, and it, but, it, but if they do, yeah. you, we, we might say, wow, that, that, that yeah. was pretty good. He could still finish, he could still finish, finish. yeah. It's just as... There doesn't seem to be a lot of longevity in that. It's a bit mm. of a, a band-aid, a bit of a stopgap. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, you know, and we could go on and on about the recruitment, you know, why a 33-year-old and why was it so late, et cetera, et cetera. I just want to throw it out there that he, he might surprise a few. He might mm. be, he might look pretty lively and bang some goals in, um, but yeah. it, the hardest thing will be to be able to do that consistently 
United, given the 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 energy needed to be successful in the Premier League. Yeah. And also, he needs a team that can have possession, that can create chances for him. And we've seen these days with Manchester United where that doesn't necessarily always happen. And it's yeah. how he fits in a side that doesn't have as much ball, that isn't getting ill, that not playing in the last third. You know, he, he's somebody who needs a little bit of service to get his goal. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see whether he's involved against PSG tomorrow night or certainly against Chelsea at the weekend. Um, I think United fans will be looking forward to seeing what sort of shape Pedersen Cavani is in. Uh, moving on to the other team in, in Manchester this week, Man City uh, came out 1-0 winners against um, Arsenal at the weekend, a quite anticipated game, which I thought Arsenal were a little bit disappointing in this one, Rob. Um, Mikel Arteta kind of went a bit strange with the Willian as a bit of a false nine with Pepe one side of Bamiang the other. And yeah. Yeah. Was that overthinking it a little bit too no. much? No, no, I, I, I got the same stuff. Like I'm, I'm in notes here from the game. Yeah. I got disappointing. I got I got there's two parts to it. Didn't like the attacking setup no. at all. I again, this is we know the times now with people kind of self self isolating, recovering from COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, international travel. Yeah, maybe Lacazette wasn't ready to go or something, mm-hmm. but but that and, and, and why play Willian as the yeah as, as the kind of the main central player. Yeah. I, I didn't like it at all. No. Nicola Pepe. You know, you know how I feel about him, Rob. And, and you know, there's there's moments that he does great things. He scored, didn't he, last just, weekend? He's frustrating, isn't he? Because there's a footballer in there. You see moments where you go, wow, that's what you buy. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't like him being in the team. I didn't like William playing up front. Um, so, so, that was disappointing. The other thing that was disappointing, Rob, I don't know what you thought about it. I thought Arsenal lacked drive and yeah. Yeah. confidence and enthusiasm for the game. Yeah. I, I really didn't see that coming where it didn't seem to be particularly difficult yeah. to play against. I know, you know, there's only one goal in the game. Yeah. I just thought there was a little lack of energy Correct. Uh, that I expected so, from, from their, do you know, their team. Do you, know, do you know what I would say is it felt like, this was my note, it felt like an Unai Emery performance. And it was Unai yeah. Emery. I think we just said, oh, look, they, they haven't even got the drive. The things yeah. we expected that have been yeah. consistent with Mikel Arteta. Was, was yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. And yeah, I think he talked after he was kind of semi-talking up. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a bit of a step back. It was, it looked like a bit of the old Arsenal just coming to roost, which is yeah. a little reminder of the work he's got to do in that. And that's not taking anything away from City, who um, you know got the job done, played some nice football, lovely slick goal, kept a clean sheet, which which was no doubt help with with, with Dice and that in the team. Played yeah. the him a bit like Carl uh, Walker at times. He was almost three at the back and. Yeah. Rodri in front of him, and then he loaded people up, played uh, Sterling and Aguero quite central, which was quite an, an interesting way of playing. So, yeah, I was the tactics was like they were both out, trying to out-tactic each other, uh, which, which City certainly won. But, but as you say, the, the most disappointing thing for me about Arsenal was I felt a bit like the old Arsenal from about a year ago. I used to go, oh, they aren't turning up today. Mm. Yeah, and I think uh, there's been a lot of big strides forward for for Mikel Arteta. Yeah, for sure, no question. Yeah, um, and, and I just expect a little bit more. Yeah. Just jumping back on the city. Yeah, I mean, we we always the game kicks off, Rob, doesn't it? We're in the studio, and we we yeah. kind of figure out, okay, how are they playing? What's the system? system? What, yeah, I think like 15, 20 minutes before, before we figured out what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know he, he chucks it in a little bit. Um, mm. Walker, Diaz, and Ake were pretty much a back three. Phil yeah. Foden was kind of a wing back, but came inside. Yeah. 
Joe yeah. Cancelo was the right-sided player. Mares yeah. was to the right with two forwards. Right, yeah. It was a bit, mm-hmm. bit wacky. The main thing, though, forget all that. Clean sheet. Ruben yeah. Diaz. Nathan yeah. Ake. It is a new look uh, uh, City defensive line yeah. or, or certainly personnel. And that's the, the most important thing, as well as the return of Sergio Aguero, yeah. um, that, that, that's interesting to watch. If defensively, this club can find a way to be more reliable and more yeah. durable, yeah. then then we're talking. Then then we're talking yeah. at the top end of the league yeah, table yeah. and what we can do to try and overcome Liverpool. Um, that that's different, and that's something that we we're working next weekend. Rob, we'll yeah. take a look at how this city yeah. team is is developing from mm. the defensive kind of point of view first. Yeah, for sure. Like, right. so there, was, there was one more incident in this game, Rob, and I, and I know you got your say on it over the weekend. Um, the Sergio Aguero with this sort of hand on the shoulder neck of, of Sean Massialis, uh, divided and still seemed to have divided opinion, certainly in social media. Hmm. Some males and females thinking that it, it was okay, that, you know, it, it, it's okay whether it was male or female, we shouldn't be saying anything. Some saying that they didn't feel it was right because she's a female or they don't feel it was right on a referee assistant, whatever the gender. Um, you, you had your say on it and were a little uncomfortable with it, I, yeah. I know, which, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, um, of course, things happen so quickly. Uh, yeah. I think the first time we looked in the studio, we're like, well, that was a bit, yeah. wow, what happened there? And we, and we didn't really, we didn't really examine it enough. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and we wanted to go back as soon as we could to go back and talk about it because we looked at it a, a, a zillion times. Yeah. And my point of view, I didn't, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a bad look. Yeah. I thought it was patronizing. Yeah. I didn't like, I mean, I know it's in slow motion. I don't like the way that he pulled her neck towards him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, she had to kind of put her arm. Mm. I thought the kind of like off, you know, keep away from me a little bit. I, and I yeah. know Rebecca felt strongly that she felt very uncomfortable with it. And yeah. And you know any attention on Sean uh, Massey Ellis in this situation? Yeah. It, it, if she feels uncomfortable in any way, then that's not okay. And yeah. I, I just didn't like it at all, Rob. Very uncomfortable, very unnecessary. Mm. But I want to hear what you thought about it. Yeah, it was an interesting one. I saw it more on social media, and the more I saw it, the more uncomfortable I became. Every time I what I saw it, 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 it kind of irked with me a little bit and I thought it's important that we we, we have our say on this and, and I know you know m- many people have and I think it's important that we don't d- dodge situations because I also think one of the most important opinions was Rebecca Lowe's uh, and I know in the lowdown you, you touched the question and anybody uh, our listeners or, or people watching the show get a chance on YouTube yeah the lowdown they'll, they'll hear and, and and see Rebecca's opinion which I think is important Rob because as we did during lockdown in the summer, saw a lot of racial issues that were happening at the time, and, and we spoke about things. And I was in the privileged, or privileged, however you look at it, position where, as a black man, I can talk about real things and how I feel. What I can't do in this situation, talk about what a female feels like in, in a male. Rebecca Lowe can. She's yeah. been that pioneer. She's been the, the, the one who's broke through and, and is hosting shows and FA Cup finals and all these things. And she knows some of the challenges to, to be respected uh, as a woman in the game. Now, mm. I think that's important. To me, that's important. That's a message we should be 
there should be a moral compass that, that's imagined. Now, I'm, I'm not jumping down the ban Sergio Aguero or whatever. I think a, a letter from the Premier League or FA, just in terms of his behaviour towards Sean Massey, might, might be something he thinks about. Mm. But I think the bigger picture here, Rob, for me, as I see it, is we're talking about a game with diversity. We're talking about racial e- equality and things. Well, the gender equality is important. And Sean Massey shouldn't be... In, in some respects, he shouldn't be treated any different as a referee's assistant. Because, by the way, in terms of referee's assistant, she's as good as there is. When yeah, people absolutely. say, like, don't bother going to VAR, you're offside. She, yeah. she, she, she's she's very, very good. She yeah. talk about her ability doing her job. But th- there are things that, that I believe, Rob. So, as a footballer, you, you know when you're coming off and the manager gives you that little tap on the bum and you feel a bit better about yourself because you're going, hey, well done today. Now, if that's a female, you wouldn't do that or you shouldn't do that because she's a female. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're a mate and, and I grab you by the head and, hey, you know, or I give you a little dig in the ribs and, and we have a laugh about things as a yeah. male, we, yeah. we can do that. We, we shouldn't, we, those things, you're saying things, you shouldn't do one. I don't think yeah. you should be putting your hand on the shoulder and neck of a female assistant. You shouldn't be putting on on an assistant full stop, but certainly yeah. not with a female assistant and think that that's okay. Because it yeah. puts her in an uncompromising, uncomfortable position. Yeah. It draws yeah. a spotlight on her that she doesn't need. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and we had a lot of conversations before we went on air, actually, on, on mm. Sunday. Rebecca said the same things. You know, nobody can walk in these shoes. She's walked yeah. in those shoes. You, yeah. you walked in those shoes as a black man, Rob. And it's yeah. really hard. You know, we respect the opinion. We learned from you in those yeah. debates. Mm. And I learned from Rebecca in the chats yeah. that we had beforehand. And yeah. yes, it, it, I agree with what you say. Like it, she shouldn't be treated any differently because she's yeah. she's in this 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 game in the men's game. Um, yeah. But but she's a female. She's yeah. a female. And there's certain things. It's like it's like the rules and what he could be punished for. You can't touch a referee. You know if it's a, if it's a, it's aggressive or yeah. Yeah. A gesture. Well, mm. he wasn't aggressive in some way. But there's something else maybe needs to be in there now with the modern day with yeah. with females getting involved in the game where there's some other some other kind of uh, law or, or or some guidelines that, that relates more to being I, I a female. This would could be a learning thing for the Premier League. Again, I, I don't yeah. think it's a massive jump on Sergio Aguero banning for the yeah. I think it's the kind of thing that the Premier League could use, could highlight and could say, these are the things that we're going to make sure the game is diverse, that gender equality is there, that a woman... Because Sean Massey, by the way, should be a centre referee Yes, right now. She's good enough. Absolutely yeah. good enough. And whether the Premier League are holding the battle, waiting for the time, she 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 would be as good as we've got in the Premier League because she understands the game and knows it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that, yeah, yeah. we wanted to have a little chat about it, Rob. Because yeah, it's informing up that chat at this point. I think yeah, our opinions out there and yeah. I think we kind of agree that it, it's something that, you know, listen, it's not huge and it's, it's not game-changing, but it's something the game can, can address and certainly the game can look at. Well, the results this weekend, my friend. Uh, oh. United won Fulham one. Sheffield United still, you know, struggling for points. Both teams down at the wrong end of the table. Yep. Crystal yep. Palace won Brighton one in, in what's seen as a bit of a derby. Late yep. equaliser. Uh, I think it was McAllister got the equaliser from the uh, Zaha penalty. One, one, one in that. Leicester City nil. Aston Villa one. Aston Villa going very, very nicely. Your mate Dean Smith will be. Um, yeah. We can get to England. You'll be going around for Sunday dinner. Oh, and- uh, he, 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 he won't invite me anymore. He, he's too big time for me now, I bet. But no, Ross Barkey, Rob, getting the goal. Yeah. And uh, God, blimey, what a good get that was for Villa. And mm. what, a, what a team that, that's now yeah. 
Well, it, to be fair, it's always wanted to be on the front foot and play and had some yeah. issues with that last season. But defensively, I think they, they've so, conceded two wait, goals, Robin. Yeah. I mean, if Frank Lampard ever needs to just look at what defending does to a team, look at from Villa and, and how they've improved from lockdown to, to now just by defending better. Oh, John, John Terry might. John Terry might be involved in the defensive improvements of Villa. And I wonder if, if Frank might try and get on the phone to... Anyway. JT. JT is running his own ship by now, my friend. JT. Yeah, yeah he's going to be done after this with being an assistant. Yeah. Other, so, it's a brilliant result for us in Villa, flying yeah. high in the, in the league table. Um, we just watched Wolves beat Leeds in a kind yeah. of interesting game where Wolves were happy to sit back yeah. and turn the counter again. Yeah, um, well in the second half and Leeds were a little unlucky with a few opportunities yeah. they didn't, didn't kind of find a way through a, a good defensive unit if, if Raul, on that one I just want to say yeah. if Raul Jimenez plays for Leeds Leeds win that game yeah they, they absolutely right mate he takes those half chances wins the game yeah. for Leeds that's where they're, they're a little short at the moment that, that Patrick Bamford who's done yeah. really really well yeah, brilliant just brilliant. Really looked a little bit yeah he struggled today to, to, yeah, to be, be effective. And yeah, Rodrigo's going to have to step in and one or two yeah. others to, to help him out. But yeah, I'll just... Yeah. Now this, the, the last bit is last bit of the show, of course, is, you know, you're waiting to see who my un, underappreciated performer is in the Premier League weekend. I know. And I've gone a bit, I've gone a bit left field. And to be fair, it wasn't a great game. West Brom versus Burnley, nil-nil. Kind mm. of a struggle to work on it and to, to come up with anything particularly interesting on it. But... Mm. Underappreciated talent is Dwight McNeil. Now, I know yeah. within Burnley, within the football club, of course he's appreciated and he's just signed yeah. a, a, a new long contract on it for another six years. But watching his development mm. and his improvement and his quality and his confidence with that left foot, whether it's crossing great balls in, dribbling inside, making good decisions with his passing and his vision, his awareness, yeah. he is going places. I said that about Sander Berger. Yeah, uh, Sheffield United midfield player, 22 years of age, looks powerful, looks got a, got a little bit of everything. Dwight McNeil can play at a, a way higher level than Burnley. And, and again, I'm not saying he, he should look to leave the club. He's happy yeah. and he's settled on a long-term yeah. contract, which will protect his value for the club. But yeah. I just think he he's mm. underappreciated in football, in the Premier League. People maybe don't watch Burnley much. Yeah. He's a talented left-sided midfield player. There aren't a, yeah. There is not a ton of those around. And I think it's time to mention Dwight McNeil as being a big, having a big future in the Premier League. Nice little shout, Mr. Musto. Left field for a left winger. Yeah. Ex-Manchester United was, as a kid, I think he left United at 14, went to Burnley. Burnley have done a great job. And I yeah. think it's one of those where that's the kind of pickups Burnley are going to do. And if things went terribly wrong and for any reason Burnley, Burnley struggled and, and went down, there'd be plenty yeah. of suitors for, oh, for McNeil. Plenty. There's plenty of places in the Premier League, I think, where... He'd find a home and, and he'd be a, a, a decent, decent yeah. player. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Listen, mate, we've got a new segment to, to our show. And it's with our, our new partners, PointsBet Sportsbook. And it's a segment where we're going to look at different odds uh, uh, during the games. This week, we're going to look at the title odds. And, and I think the main reason for that is, Rob, not only did, did Liverpool draw in, in the derby, but this weekend they lost Virgil van Dijk, which we, we now know is, is looks like for the majority uh, of the season to an ACL. And just how things have changed in what bookies and people believe is the outlook for, for the title. So before this weekend, virtually Manchester City and Liverpool were pretty much evens on uh, Manchester City were plus 150, 
Liverpool were plus 138. So pretty much even that, that you know, in terms of where they were in, in terms of winning the league. Since the weekend, Man City winning, Liverpool drawing, Liverpool Van Dijk injury, Manchester City have gone up to minus 110, which basically means if you put on £110, you win 100. Liverpool have gone to plus 225, which means if you put on $100 for, for Liverpool, you, you win 225 back. So they're something like two and a bit to, to one, and, and Manchester City yeah. are now even favourites. And then below those, we've got Tottenham at plus 1,200, so it's basically 12 to 1. Chelsea at plus two, uh, 2,000, which is a, about 20 to 1. Everton similar, 20 to 1. Arsenal plus 2,800, which is 28 to 1. And then outside that, Manchester United find them. Yeah, were, you, were you surprised how high Everton are in these, in these uh, potential well, titles? I mean, way above Man United. Do you know what I'm thinking? That, that people may believe this is a Leicester City season. <laughs> uh, the big six might not all might all just be inconsistent, might all not consistent, and somebody can come through the ranks. So, Carlo mm. Angelotti and, and Everton. Mm. It's got as much experience as Ranieri, the last Italian to win the title. Mm. It's got a good group of players. Aston yeah. Villa and Bobby Musto are... Plus 6,600. Plus 6,600. So 66 yeah. to 1. Aston Villa are, 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 are making a leap, you know, because they're unbeaten mm-hmm. the season well. Could it be mm-hmm. there? Leicester City, that last team that, that did it in 2015 16, are 800, um, 800, 80 under to 1, which means they're 80 to 1 in, in real terms, as we'd know it, to win mm-hmm. the title again. So, yeah, I mean, when you think of Everton, Aston Villa and Leicester City in, in the uh, in the running for the title and, and reasonable odds if you think at this stage of the season. All right, mate. Enough numbers. Let's go. Let's cut to the chase. Let's cut to the chase at the top. Virgil Van Dijk being out for the season, which he pr- he's pretty much almost yeah. guaranteed to be out yeah. for the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. We both fancied Liverpool Football Club to win the title yeah. to regain the title this season. Uh, they won it by eighteen points last year. Um, I've said it over this weekend. I yeah. still won't change my tip of who's winning the title, given what we've seen yeah. and given what, what I can expect from the manager and other, club, uh, other players at the football club and what they might do in January. I still believe, of course, it's going to be much, much harder and much, much closer. I still think Liverpool are favourites. Of course, I worked with Tim Howard this weekend. Yeah. Tim doesn't. Tim, Tim thinks yeah. that, that now takes some, like, like our friends from Points Bet Sportsbook, yeah. he's saying they're not favourites for him. Um, but I want to know what my mate Robbie Earl thinks. I'm putting my hundred dollars at plus two hundred and twenty-five that Liverpool win. Oh. Jamie Carragher, uh, one of our, our, our colleagues at, at Sky Sports, uh, a Liverpool legend, he said he didn't think they could. I Did think, they? and this is where I, I go back to uh, the Chelsea situation. What, what Chelsea? They're, they're plus two thousand at the moment. So twenty to one. I think there's a there's a team ethic about Liverpool that might mean they won't win it as much. They might mean they can see some go, but they defend as a team. Mm. That, that a lot right. of other teams don't do. And yes. yes, he's brilliant at the head in and he can start out. But there's a there's a mentality in that football club that yes, you, you're going to miss one of the best centre backs in world football, but. Mm. Find another way. Can they find another way? Can they get to Christmas and look at maybe if they need to go and bring somebody yeah. to, to fill that gap? So yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sticking with, with, with what I've got. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Man City is going to be interesting, and that's why we yeah. need to keep a close eye yeah. the next couple of weeks with Kevin we'll Diaz, who looks like a. Yeah. I, I like the look of him really early yet. Yeah. I like the look of his his mentality, his um, just his body language. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see yeah. whether they can improve that side of it. First game for him for a while, Aguero. You know, he yeah, him back in the team's an absolute bonus. Jesus, they say, isn't too far away. Starting yeah. to get a few bodies back. So yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Edison as well came up with a couple of big saves, by the way, the goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. Time we're talking about Chelsea, yeah. Kepper and, and Jordan Pickford. Then I've got a good goalkeeper. The last little note, Rob, before we wrap up, is that yeah. Allison is back, starting to get back into his training. So oh, is he? if, if yeah. Allison's out for a few, yeah. another couple of months, that, that, that would maybe, be a worry. Yeah. Then really to worry because Adrian mm. looks shaky as anything as a, as a goalkeeper. But I think he's just started to re-enter training. Reports have said, oh, not with the full squad yet, but with a goalie coach and starting to get yeah, moving yeah, again. A couple of weeks maybe we will say, maybe yeah. Really important for Liverpool going forward now. Absolutely. What do we can? That was my friend. Yeah, day five in the I mean, just extraordinary stuff all around the, the 3-3 between Tottenham and West Ham was spectacular. We're going to turn our attention to Europe this week in a big week of Champions League action. Chelsea hosts Sevilla, Manchester United travel to Paris. That's Tuesday. Wednesday, Man City face Porto, while Liverpool go to Amsterdam to play Ajax without Dutch defender Virgil van Dijk. So we'll be back on Wednesday, that's October the 22nd, so make sure you're dating your diary. October 22nd, we'll review all the English teams in Europe's finest club competition, all the Champions League games we'll look back on this Wednesday. But for now, as ever, I'm Earl. He's Musto together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe and be healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.